It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. And welcome back. You're listening to KSL News Radio. I'm your guest host, Jason Lee, along with Mary Richards. And generally speaking, we're both news reporters. Right. I for the Deseret News and she for KSL News Radio. And we've worked together for, I mean, it's been a long time. It's Eric. been a long time. Yeah. If, if my, I was saying this the other day, if my career was a person, it would be going to college this year, right? If my career was a person, <laughs> it would be having kids now. <laughs> yeah. Aw, congratulations. Yeah, well, that's, that just makes me old, Mary. Oh, no. It's, no, it's, we it's are totally seasoned true. and we. There you go. We've, yeah, we've been in this building a long time. We have. I got here in 01. Yeah, I was 02 or 03. 02, I believe. I got, yeah. Oh, see? Yeah, we go way back. Even when you were waking up early like me. That's true. And let me tell you, that's... that's it's brutal. I, I, it is brutal. I'll just give you all the credit in the world. If you don't know, the radio people, they get up before daylight. Yeah, it's the middle of the night. It is. <laughs> and, and then they get here to prep an hour before going on the air. I mean, it's just... We do it for you, people. It's, it's totally true. It's totally true. Well, listen, <laughs> on this segment... We want to talk a little bit about something else. Oh, before we get away, if you have any comments about this show, please let us know what you think. Text us at the Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line. That is 575-5700. Or you can leave a voicemail on the KSL News Radio comment line, 801-575-7668. Bring it in. And so let's let's talk a little bit about uh, the economic impact of COVID. So we just talked about some of the numbers, the raw numbers and statistics. And I'm a business writer primarily. For the Deseret News, as well as a co-host of the Voices of Reason podcast with my uh, partner, Amy Donaldson. And I would say to you that when when coronavirus first hit, the thing I thought about most was how it was going to impact the country and certainly every community locally, uh, uh, economically. Because so many people would lose their jobs. What we don't realize is the vast majority of people in society, and certainly here in Utah, work for small business. It's over like 80%, you know. Mm -hmm. So in that way, those these small, small business would be those that are 500 uh, employees or less, which 500 may seem like a lot to you, but it's yeah. not. When you think about it. It's, it's really, really not that many. Right. Especially when you have over a million people working. And so in that way, when you have people losing their jobs, losing their income, uh, then they have food insecurity. They have housing insecurity. They have health care insecurity. There are all these uh, these impacts that are rippling that make it even harder for all of us. Yeah. And life is hard enough as it is. Right. And if you were on the lower end of the economic strata, then your life was already pretty tough, and now it's crushing. And so these are the kinds of things that we need to talk about. And what's going to end up happening, <clears throat> I believe, is at some point we have to pay for this, right? Yes. And so that means we may have at least consideration of some kind of tax increase to get back some of the revenue that has been lost during this 2020, which has been the year from you know where. Well, and these taxes come from lots of different places. So whenever I see someone on Facebook, for example, talking about the presidential election, I say, that's great. And that's fine. Yes, we are a nation. We have a president. We have Congress. Please vote for all of those things. However, a lot of your daily life and these decisions on taxes come down to the local level. Absolutely. Of course, we have our federal situation and federal taxes and all of those and the budget and you know the debt and all that stuff. But we uh, have a state legislature that makes decisions. 
We have city councils. Mm-hmm. We have even school boards. Uh, and, you know, because there's these different forms of taxes. Absolutely. Sales tax, property tax, gas tax, road tax. Education. Know, educa- there are all these things that I re- we, we were talking about this before. I really do believe um, these things, these, we're going to see the impact and those taxes are going to start to go up. To pay for what's happening. Even if it's just temporary, it has to go up for a little while. Well, nothing's ever temporary in government. I'm Let's hope that. that. Taxes, do they ever really get lowered again? <laughs> Every now and then. Well, that's true. That's true. So we came across, and we heard this this morning on KS News Radio. I got to sleep in, which was amazing. <laughs> so thanks to Dan Bomas for filling in for me this morning. Um, and he was reporting on this story about which something that may be a unique solution. You tell us if you like this idea or not. Lehigh planning to allow naming and sponsorship of their city assets, thinking, hey, we can make some money if a business comes in and sponsors a building. Absolutely. A building. Uh, well, he, he mentions maybe trees or parks. So how would you like to go to uh, Smith's uh, Municipal Park in Lehigh? Right. Or I would say, uh, what's, what's Ado- down Adobe. Lehigh? Well, Adobe or um, Vivint. <laughs> they yeah. already sponsored enough, but I'm just saying, <laughs> if they wanted to, you could go to, to Vivint Park or to uh, Lehigh's Vivint High School or Lehigh uh, yeah, High School would, would there be sponsored high school? by Lehigh. I know. mean, we've had stadiums, you know, named. Have we had on the school level, though? I don't know if we've ever. Well, on the college level, yes. Yeah, the college But level, I don't know course. about on high schools. And, yeah. and, you know, interestingly, I'm sure some of this has already happened in other places around the world, but Utah has been fortunate enough not to have to have, have this go this way. But companies like Microsoft, which produce computers or Apple, or other educationally based or, or, or companies that could serve the education community would certainly look at opportunities like this to offer money that is much needed by these districts, but also to give uh, give a sense of, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for, um, loyalty mm. to the people that they would be serving, those are the students. Because when I first, uh, if, if your first computer is an Apple, you're going to love that. Yeah, if, it's a, if, if it's a Microsoft. shoes were Nike. Absolutely. You know? that's, that's what you're going to look for most often, at least first. And similarly, they did that with cars many years ago. Uh, you become brand loyal. Yeah. And, and this would be one of those opportunities. But if you look at it from a, uh, a municipal point of view, where cities can avoid raising taxes, is this something to consider? And would the, would the, uh, would the residents you know, be okay with this? Yeah. We do want to point out, and I'm looking at the um – the Provo Daily Herald article here about what Lehigh talked about. Um, they kind of have some guidelines in here, though. They can't um, have, for example, vape park. <laughs> Vaping well, right, is tobacco, yes. and the mm-hmm. guidelines are not going to allow that. So they're going to kind of have some guidelines here. Well, which is fine. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to have uh, be sponsored by Jameson's or anything, liquor or anything like that. Oh, yeah. I, I would say, though, that if you could make a, t- a connection between, like, a, a REI park, you know, or something like that where the it would – or the um, – the company that maybe do, does a sponsorship has some connection with whatever that municipal uh, asset would be. And so if it's a park or if it's a, a municipal building, uh, maybe you do that uh, with uh, – well, I mean, I guess IBM wouldn't be the thing. But yeah. something that uh, would, would as at a least clear, like, it would make a clear yeah. connection to them yeah. rather than just you know uh, pick anybody to sponsor so that you can get the money. Because yeah. otherwise, I think what has already been a financially difficult and challenging year – would become even more so in 2021 when residents are asked to, uh, you know, come up with more money that they didn't really have before to subsidize what had been a low revenue year in terms of taxes. Yeah. And I've been thinking about this today because I am just a little cheap person. I hate to pay for apps, for example. Even a 99-cent app, I'm like, nope. So I have to suffer through a lot of ads, and that's kind it's of the, the cross here. If I don't want to pay for something, well, then... 
there's going to be some commercials right. that are aimed my way. And and I'm wondering if a city does go through with this. I mean, our kids are just going to grow up. Ads are everywhere. Business names are everywhere. This is just what I live with now. There's commercial stuff everywhere. It's got to be paid by somehow. Some exactly. Nothing is free. I to say, you. if you want free stuff, you got to pay for it. Yeah. Here I am thinking, oh, I have a free app. I don't. I'm paying for it in Absolutely. a different way. Um, it, you know, and, and commercials and all those things are what pay our bills here. So listen to the commercials, people. It helps me. <laughs> <laughs> it helps all of us because we need to feed our families. You. Exactly. So that's kind of this interesting situation here that they're looking at, you know, should we do this, allow some things to have a name on them? And I think, and there's a lot of, to be honest with you, I feel like that's, uh, there's a lot of positive attributes to this potentially, as long as you do it in a manageable way. And I think uh, one thing I give Utah a lot of credit for is even if you don't like the politics necessarily sometimes, the people who manage this state do a pretty good job. Right. And our we're, state legislature, as much as we give them grief, they're not overspending. They're not. They, yeah, they balance the budget, and we are consistently named one, the best managed state, state or one of And we have a rainy day fund. Yes. I would tell you right now, I'm from Illinois. They don't have one. No. All right. They are in, you know, don't deep in the, uh, the crevice, <laughs> yes. a, a chasm of, of uh, indebtedness, you know. <laughs> so in, in that way, this would be great for the state, and, and, and in this case we're talking about local municipalities, to look at ways – that could uh, be smart in using uh, sponsorships to allow them to get where they're going. I know a lot of times teams do it. Yeah. Uh, the University of Utah does it with, uh, I think it's Under Armour. Uh, I know some local high schools may even do it, where they get uniforms through a, yeah. you know, a manufacturer. My cute little boy's soccer jersey, say Land Lakes on the back, for and example. And there you go, you know, right? Yeah. So, and, and soccer's been doing this forever. Yeah. And uh, especially a Premier League and that kind of thing over in Europe. So this is... Maybe we're just catching up to it because we've been fortunate enough not to have to. Yeah. But in in this case, one of the the things that comes out of this would be uh, a, a new way of thinking to take some of the burden off of this already burdened citizens and still be able to offer the services that we need. Yeah. And I'm just going to say I'm expecting my Instagram feed to fill up with some of those products that we've just named because they're always listening. That's right. <laughs> and thank you for listening to Live Mike here on KSL News Radio. Coming up next, we want to get some more of your calls and texts and voicemails on um, Halloween coming up later in the show. So think about that. And thanks for listening. I'm Mary Richards, and he's Jason Lee. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You are listening to Live Mike on KSL News Radio. I am Jason Lee along with co-host Mary Richards, and we are substituting and filling in for Lee Lonsberry. And today... We have a bunch of stuff to talk about, and I want to kind of get back to another subject uh, going back to coronavirus just a little bit, is that uh, today we had 1,400 new cases, 1,411, and uh, yesterday there were 900. Since school has started, Mary, apparently the the young people, they just they, they don't understand this whole social distancing thing. No, they're giving hugs. They're happy to see each That's other. That's right, and they want to play with each other like they used to play with each yeah. other. Yeah, so this is where um, I believe our um, our leaders are trying to, to now target their attention because uh, our youth, yes, it seems like they are now. Okay, my brain's going so many different ways. Yes. My poor husband. I, every time I try to talk to him, I'm like, <laughs> I have so much to tell you. Wait, I can't, can't. Let me pin this down. My thoughts here. A lot of these new numbers, yes, they are among our youth who do not um, get as sick from it, uh, which is a good thing, but but also are spreading it. That's right. So that's where our health officials are concerned. Somewhat unwittingly. Yes. We did something, and we still do it. In fact, with my 15-year-old, um, I felt like being on live mic, I needed to talk about my child. Like mm-hmm. So I'm going to talk about my children just a little bit. Uh, my 15-year-old, we have what we call like a quarantine, uh, where he's just got a friend or two that he sees and hangs out with outside, 
And they also have kind of limited their exposure and those kinds of things to try to kind of help it not be, you know, seeing mass gatherings of teens and things like that. By the way, we have so many tattletalers that uh, give us news tips about what they're seeing out there. <laughs> I just want to say thank you for those. Yes. Uh, I'm not going to go bust it up, but thank you. So all that being said, there are some things out there to try and get this message to these teenagers and young adults who historically um, – don't really see risk in their lives because they are going to live forever. I was just going to say, if you're under 25, you, what is death? You don't what is it? Days. It's not going to happen to them. That's right. So yesterday, um, and look for this story on KSLNewsRadio.com, and also Wendy Leonard from the Desert News was there. It was fun to catch up with her wearing masks six feet apart at an event at a park in Taylorsville where Mayor Jenny Wilson of Salt Lake County introduced this social media campaign to try and get youth to catch on wear a mask, social distance, their campaign is mask up or miss out. And they had a picture, and you'll see these um, soon, of a girl in a prom dress sitting on her couch in between her parents. And it was like high school memories are not the same at home. That's right. So, And they're kind of making the point as we see our high schools around um, the valley, well, and the state, some of them start to kind of flip to these hybrid or online schedules. They're saying, it's your fault. Pretty much. Maybe that'll, maybe, well, you know. And a lot of it is uh, some of the college students, too. Yes. I feel like we did talk a lot about college students last week, and this week I'm pounding on the high schoolers. It's, mm. it's these young, this young adult group. Now, the state health department today introduced this public awareness campaign called Rona Alert. And I love that they're calling the it Rona. the Rona. That's right. Let's talk the language <laughs> of the kids. The campaign encourages our young people to make choices we know help stop the spread of COVID-19. This campaign, uh, you can find more information at coronavirus.utah.gov slash Rona. So if you're, uh, if you're under 25, college age or high school age, I understand that you don't worry about getting sick because you feel like, A, you probably won't get it, but then B, if you do, you'll live right through it. It won't be that bad. By the way, I'm, I'm there with you, other than not everybody is fortunate. And so rather than be cavalier about somebody else's health because you feel like you're cavalier with your own, that's what you need to do. This is this isn't about you. This is about the people around you. So when I when I, I look, I got chastised for the longest time because I'm a statistics guy. But I I do understand that wearing the mask is a thing. Sure. I don't like wearing a mask, but I'm gonna do it. Uh, and if, but I, if I can be six feet away from somebody, I may not wear it. Yeah. But I generally speaking, I just don't do that either because I I have it on now and I'm in a room by myself. <laughs> so I I think though that when you're when you do believe, like you said, Mary, that you live forever, that uh, getting sick isn't that worrisome to you. And do you, and then you have some um, some sources telling you that it's not something to worry about. There is, you know, these con- conspiracy theories. And you may be you may fall prey to those people. And uh, it is real. 448 Utahns have died at the very least with that as a complication. And that's not something any of us want to have happen over and over again. Yeah. And so what, whatever we can do, whatever sacrifices we have to make, though minimal that they are at this point, then we should be able to do that. And yeah. we should be able to think about somebody outside of ourselves. Well, and I've been uh, pressing the seatbelt thing with my kids over and over and over, you know, and they think, what are the chances I'll get into a car crash? <laughs> or when someone thinks, well, it's just me, you're like, well, if you don't wear your seatbelt, you get into a crash, your body bounces and hits it somebody smacks else. smacks me, that's right. Yeah. So think about that with a mask. So this, uh, this campaign, Rona Alert, says, you're so over it. No more Zoom links. No more classes from home. I'm done. But it says if you want to stay at school, you got to avoid the Rona. Don't get careless now. Keep doing these things is what this uh, campaign says. Um, I will point out, too, something 
that Dr. Sydney Dixon, our state uh, public school superintendent, told the Deseret News this week. She said, we are not seeing spread in the schools, kid to kid in the schools, because they're doing these things they should be. Our schools set mm. up such strong guidelines and parameters staying apart, wearing those masks, washing your hands. My kids have like an alarm and they have to get up and go do hand sanitize again. Um, Contact tracing of um, where they're supposed to sit only in that spot. I mean, the guidelines are so strong in our schools that they really are not seeing the spread in the school. The school is safe. The spread is coming outside of school in the community. The choices you are making with your friends gathering or with your family at something, um, the things that you're doing outside – uh, that's where she's seeing the spread. You know, so I uh, go out on a lot of stories. And oftentimes if you cover, like, conferences and stuff, they have, like, little, uh, you know, trinket swag. Yeah. So one of the swags I got was a small bottle of – this is a couple of years ago. This is before coronavirus. He's holding it up it's, for those it's of, uh, For those who can't see, I'm holding a, a very small bottle, which is about two uh, – what does it say? A half an ounce of hand sanitizer, which mm. I have been carrying around. I have two bottles of this that I carry around it's every day. for the. I just put it in my pocket. Yeah. Because – you know, if you ever go to any, people don't always wash their hands. No, people are gross. I mean, they're gross. And so I am a, a bit of a germaphobe, but so I can put this on my hands just in case. And it's it doesn't substitute for washing your hands because you still need to do more of that. However, when it's not available, not readily available, this is a pretty good alternative. And I think what we have to make people understand is, especially young people, that you you the more you can avoid getting sick from potentially dangerous ailments like uh, coronavirus, then that's the better better off you are. When we have a vaccine, it'll be more like the flu. But until then, this is something that can, because even if you survive it, yeah. which most people do, obviously, sure. you, if you, uh, you might have a scarring on your lungs. You may have ongoing respiratory issues. I mean, we all, again, we all think we're invisible, but we don't want, uh, invincible, we don't want our quality of life to be diminished. And so we have to be smart about our health choices and the choices of those around us. And so the smarter we are, the better we're off we are and the more healthy we'll remain. Yeah. And thanks to those texting us, uh, someone saying, keep it in perspective, 2.14% of Utah's population tested positive, only 2.14%. Yes, and we've been pointing out the statistics. It's pretty low. Jason's the stats guy. Yeah. But, uh, but this is the time we're living in where our leaders have said to do this. And so if you want to keep going to school, kids, just wear the mask. Just wear the mask and, and do social distancing whenever you can. All right, so coming up next, uh, I've been talking about this uh, all day. In a a little bit, we get back into the Halloween and what you're going to do for that, because that's still some time away and things may change. But coming up next, we may have found the solution to all of this. It's COVID-sniffing dogs. I want one. I want one right now. Right now. We'll talk about that, tell you all about it. Coming up next on Live Mike, I'm Mary Richards. That's Jason Lee on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.